Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. This is what I want, this is what I need, if you don't have to go, I can set you free, are you gonna make a move, are you gonna come and see, whatever you wanna do, you know what's cool with me. Welcome to today's podcast episode. It is a solo one where I'm going to be sharing with you some thoughts on the topic of reducing the chaos in our mornings. How can we actually turn down the dial on the chaos that so many people are experiencing from the moment their feet hit the ground each and every morning? Now, the reason this is on my mind is very simple. I shared an Instagram story recently and I asked people to share with me one word that they would use to describe their mornings and without a shadow of a doubt, like with, it didn't even come close. The word that was used the very most was chaos or chaotic. So it sounds like a lot of you are having really, really busy mornings and chaos is a whole other level above busy really because busy can be manageable and busy can actually feel really good sometimes. But chaos, as soon as you hear that word, you're thinking out of control, disastrous, putting one fire out after another. You know, you do one thing, then you turn around, there's something else to do, then you've forgotten the other thing that you first started and it's like you just can't catch up. Now, I won't cast aspersions because I'm sure that there are people having chaotic mornings who don't have little humans to look after. You don't need to have kids to have a chaotic morning, I'm sure. But I also will take an educated guess that a lot of you who did submit the word chaos or chaotic I'm guessing that a lot of you will have small humans that your parents and that your chaos probably comes from managing the little rogue humans that live in your house. And I say I'm going to take an educated guess because obviously as a mum of twins, I get that. Like I understand what it's like to have children making bids for your attention and lots of tabs open just so that you can get out the door. And I guess that's one of the things that makes mornings chaotic as well, right? It's that time crunch because for some people, you don't have to get out the door at a certain time and your morning will still feel overwhelming and like you've been hit by a tornado and, you know, your end point for that morning might be the first nap for your baby or whatever, whatever it is, it's getting out the door for a walk or or whatever. But for other people, there is more of a time sensitive pressure and that adds to the chaos because you've got to have everyone out the door at a certain time and everyone sorted so I get it now I think I'm pretty good at mornings and I recognize that obviously now at this stage in life 
I have different mornings. I have mornings where I wake up with the kids and that's one kind of morning. And then I have mornings where I wake up without them and that's got a different cadence to it for sure. But prior to having a co-parenting arrangement, all of my mornings were waking up and having the boys and having them need things from me. And that changes as they get older, but nothing really prepared me for that first kind of, you know, reckoning of realizing that I had two newborns to look after at once and trying to meet their needs. And because of that, I really did develop, and also because of their sleep, of course, I really did lean into routines and systems and rhythms because they became like tethers for me amongst the chaos. You know, when I think of chaotic mornings, it was those mornings when the boys were just fresh and I'd wake up not knowing, you know, basically not knowing what way was up. It kind of felt like, like I'd wake up and I'd have to literally check their little log books to be like, right, who had how many meals at what time and how many times did they wake up and all of that stuff. That was very chaotic. And because of that, I guess for me to survive, I developed quite stringent routines and rhythms that have definitely relaxed now, but have certainly served me over the years. So when it comes to dialing down the chaos, I think the first thing that we need to do is to get clear and define what the chaos looks like for us as individuals. Because you can know, you can recognize, okay, mornings are a bit of a shit show. Everything's all over the place. I'm always feeling rushed. You know, I feel stressed, maybe stretched, maybe snappy. I'm late, whatever it is. But I think it's important to take a moment, even if you just do it now, you know, you don't need to go and journal on it or talk about it, talk about it to a therapist. Just take a moment. Where does the chaos, chaos come from in your morning situation? Is it a time management thing where you feel like you just never have enough time and you're racing out the door, still doing everything that you need to do? Or is it because something goes wrong all the time? You know, do you have those mornings where it's like one of your kids drops a bowl and that breaks and then the other kid's putting some toast in the washing machine and then before you know it, you've spilt your coffee on your own work uniform? Like, is it? a succession of little things that are going wrong for you? Or is it feeling like you're waking up really tired and foggy and not having any time for yourself? There are a million different ways that mornings could be chaotic for every individual that's listening. But just take a minute, even if you press pause on the podcast now and go, huh, where does the chaos stem from for me? How do I feel and where does that come from? The second thing that I would encourage you to do is to consider making checklists. Now, this doesn't mean that you'll need to make checklists from here on forever after, but when we take the mental load that we're carrying around and actually write it down and make it more manageable, it also gives us a chance to sort of see what's really necessary and to make it visible for other members of the household. I think that's a key one. And you know, I've shared this book before, but Eve Rodsky has a great book called Fair Play, and it's all about making the invisible load visible for those other members of your family. So checklists, you might have them for yourself so that you can just at night sort of go through it and go, okay, have I done everything that I need to do to make tomorrow smoother? 
What do I need to know? Where are we at? You might like checklists for your morning just so that you know, okay, I've done these 10 things and those are the 10 things I need to do to get out the door feeling like I've, you know, I'm on top of things. Maybe it's creating checklists for your family, for your children, for your partner, um, which sounds a lot like micromanaging, but I think that's where so much of the chaos comes from of a morning, right? It can be because you're going to your children and saying, put your socks on, no, your socks are there, you know, grab your jumper. Have you got your school library bag? Saying to your partner, did you remember to get your whatever it is? There's a lot of like micromanaging, particularly if you are the female in a house and you're sharing it with your partner and kids, often that micromanaging just creeps in without us realizing. And I think it comes from a good place. It comes from wanting everyone to have their needs met. It can come from a place of love. And that's probably a whole other podcast episode that we can dive into that micromanaging stuff, which let me know, slide into my DMs. Let me know if you want one on micromanaging specifically, but often of a morning, you feel stressed and just stretched because you are worrying about everyone else. Whereas if you create checklists for or with, depending on the age of your children, that might actually really like ease the burden that you are carrying. Because even really young children can contribute and contribution is going to be helpful. The old saying, many hands makes light work is certainly true. So you might even be able to create checklists for really young kids, you know, as young as maybe even three, you could go really basic, of course, but four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds and beyond. If they're young, you can use images, drawing, clip art. You know, if you think of going to daycare centers, when you go into their little bathrooms, they have a flow chart often of how to go to the bathroom, you know, and how to actually move through that process, finish, you know, starting with entering and, you know, getting sorted for the bathroom and then finishing with washing their hands. You can create that sort of visual representation of a checklist for a young child to help them understand the things they need to do either at night before they go to bed or of a morning, you know, so it could be things like very basic as in wake up, make your bed, put your doona up, getting dressed, brush, you know, breakfast, brushing teeth and a picture of their favorite toy that they take to daycare or to school or whatever it is for that age group. Getting them used to taking responsibility for part of the morning chaos can be helpful. And it can also take time. It's not like you're just going to put this chart up and they get it and they're good to go. But it's a really, um, I think, important gift to give kids. It's a gift that they might not want, (laughs) Um, but it's a gift to them truly to bring them into the fold and have them take ownership and responsibility for their part in things. So checklists is a very general term. You can have it for yourself for the night before, for your partner, he might, he or she might need one of a morning and your kids can certainly be involved as well. If you have older kids, you know, I'm thinking about um, my boys, they're nearly nine. If I was going to have a checklist for them, it would include things like on a Tuesday, it's library day. So making sure on a Tuesday, they 
can see that they need to grab their library books and put them in the bag. Friday is home reader day. That sort of stuff that will just ease my mental tabs of having to manage all of that. My third point is kind of goes hand in hand uh, with the checklists, but it's all about looking after future you. What can you do the night before that can make the morning run so much smoother? Now, I know that whether you do it the night before or the morning of, it's still you doing it and it's still your time. But I would argue it's more important to do it the night before because if you can set yourself up so that your morning has as little resistance as possible, it changes the whole feeling of your day. We've all had that experience of waking up and every single thing goes wrong. And it's like one of those days where you're like, you know what? I should have just stayed at home, but you can't. And sometimes you can turn those days around, but it does take a lot of mental energy to do that. And that's mental energy. You could be otherwise expending on different ventures throughout your day. So if you look after future you and you can reduce any resistance, and I often think of it as like dis-ease, removing as much unease of the, of the next morning, reducing disease, dis-ease, um, it just sets you up to feel much clearer, much sharper and have a better and brighter day. And it also frees you up to connect with the people in your household when you wake up. And if you live alone or like me, you know, if you're a single um, parent and the kids go to their, if you're co-parenting, sorry, I'm not being very succinct this morning, am I? Speaking of clip, speaking, speaking of thinking clearly, but perhaps you wake up and your kids aren't with you. So that connection time is for yourself. So just because you are on your own, don't think that you don't need time for connection of a morning. It could be with your pets. It could be in the community, going to the gym, going for a walk with friends, or it could be, as I said, connection with the people in your house. If your morning has less resistance and you can wake up and it feels like you're just, you know, skiing downhill rather than, I was going to say pushing shit uphill. That's an awful expression. I can thank my dad for that one. It means that you can stop and make eye contact with your kids when they're talking to you. It means that you can probably share breakfast and have a meal with them and have a meaningful conversation as you're driving to school or to daycare rather than feeling like you're always snapping and rushing. And because this podcast is all about dialing down the chaos, I really do encourage you to spend 15, 20 minutes, you know, even if you only start with five minutes, just spend whatever you can the night before setting yourself up for success for the next morning. It's something I quite enjoy doing now. It's just part of my process. I'll put a podcast in and I'll just get a couple of things sorted so that I know in the morning it's easy. Those couple of things could be, you know, like when the boys were little and they couldn't do their shoelaces, untying the knots in their shoelaces so that the next morning I wasn't waking up to this tangled mess of four individual shoes that would just feel like a nightmare to untangle. If I did it at night, listening to a podcast or even with the TV on or having a conversation, it wasn't a bother. It was just something to do because there wasn't the time pressure on it. 
but it's the time pressure of the morning that can make a task like that seem like the end of the world. I encourage you as well to think about less chaos as less things. What things can you take off the plate for yourself? Um, What things can you delegate? What stuff just doesn't even need to happen really of a morning? Are you bending over backwards trying to get a million things done where really you could simplify and just get back to the bare bones of breakfast, get dressed, get out the door? When you go through your checklist, are there things on there that you could eradicate completely or delegate successfully? And delegating successfully often means understanding that a task will not get done to your level of satisfaction, but it will hopefully get done. So that might mean that you delegate unpacking the dishwasher to your kids before they can have screen time. And it's recognizing that, okay, maybe a couple of glasses could get broken or stuff's going to get put away and the forks are going to be upside down. But hey, done is done and that's better than not done and it's better than you stressing over it. On the theme of simplifying, can you simplify breakfasts? What can you do here? Like if you think about your breakfast time, are you making six different meals for six different family members? Um, are your kids old enough to make their own breakfasts? Are you going through an elaborate process of making your own breakfast? Can you simplify here? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You may like to pre-make some smoothies. So you could freeze little things together. Say you have a smoothie every morning, but you end up chopping up your spinach or chopping up your dates and your banana and adding your peanut butter. Can you spend an hour on a Sunday like pre-mixing that stuff and freezing it so then you just grab it out of a container and blend it and go? Can you teach your children how to get their own breakfasts? Often in parenting, we're doing stuff for our kids well past the point of them being able to do it because it feels easier. It just feels easier and more satisfying to do it yourself somehow. Um... And I get that. I often think with the boys, you know, there were things that I have done for them or did do for them much longer than I might have had they been a single child because there was two of them. So it was like just quicker for me to rinse and repeat. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's get out the door. Versus maybe if there was one child or less of a rush and those sorts of things, I might have encouraged more independence in certain tasks. So can you encourage independence in tasks? One thing I remember doing was getting a jar that my kids could open for their cereal because I had all of their jar, uh, all of the dry stores stored in glass jars that had one of those, I don't know what they're called, but it's like a spring that you unclip and it kind of hurts if you get your finger snapped in it and it's quite hard to do. And so that was a bit of a barrier to entry for the kids accessing that to get their own muesli and whatnot. 
So I changed where I was storing it into plastic containers at the port at that time. Now it's in glass with a twist top. But I just bought some plastic containers from Kmart that had a very easy lid for them to access. And I bought a clear scoop, like a deep scoop, like the sort that you see at like a pick and mix or like a Whole Foods type of thing, because they were able to use that successfully, fill their bowls up without having to tip the container upside down, which meant without having cereal go everywhere, basically. How can you encourage your kids to get their own breakfast and get involved Same with school lunches. Are your kids old enough to make their own lunches? Maybe they're not old enough to make the full lunch, but are they old enough to then take the lunchbox, put it in the cooler bag, add their water bottle and put it in their bag? And that could go on their checklist. Number six, have more resources. Okay, when I say more resources, and I know that this is heavy on the parenting stuff, but I'm sure that some of these points will be helpful regardless of whether you have small humans or not. When I say have more resources, I'm talking things like socks, like more special cups. If your kids are little and they have specific cups that they want to drink out of and you're forever running around looking for the right sippy cup to send to daycare or washing all of them, if you can invest in more of those things. Like for me, it's just socks. There have been so many times where I'll be racing around the house trying to find socks for the kids and I can't. So I just went to Big W and I spent like $80 on socks. Now we have socks galore, but I can't tell you the difference it makes to my morning to just know that we have adequate amount, an adequate amount of socks that they can just go and access. And I don't have to worry about finding all the pairs. I just know they can do that on their own. What resources Do you need more of to make your mornings run that little bit easier? Next up, I've spoken about what I used to call my hour of power for years now. This is something I first shared in a video when the kids were about two years old. Once the boys started sleeping well at about three and a half to four months old overnight, it was such a game changer for me because it allowed me to create what I began to refer to as my hour of power each and every morning, whereby I would wake up an hour, as the name suggests, before the boys were due to wake up. And some mornings it would go pear shape, but for most mornings I would get up at least an hour before the boys. And that gave me time to have a half an hour workout, a shower and a coffee before they woke up. And the difference that made to me was life-changing because it meant that when I heard them wake up and I went into their nursery, my cup felt full. I was caffeinated, I'd worked out, I was clean, I was moisturized, I was dressed, and I was ready to give them my attention and focus and be present and be grateful for what was in front of me. Versus waking up to a crying baby, crying babies, and rushing in there and feeling like, oh, I haven't gone to the bathroom and You know, not that you would resent your babies, but you might resent the situation of feeling like you just don't have a moment for yourself. And sleep is such a precious commodity. And if your baby or children are not sleeping well, it's very hard to then want to get up that hour earlier. I get that. So there are going to be periods where it's not possible. But if your kids are sleeping well and you're getting enough sleep as well, that hour to yourself is just bliss. And whatever that looks like for you, 
Is it getting up and reading? Is it getting up and exercising? Is it getting up and playing an online game, listening to a podcast, journaling? Even if it's getting up and cleaning, getting on top of that stuff, even that can be nice if you're listening to a podcast. Maybe you're really struggling as well for time with your partner. So getting up that little bit earlier together could be an option. You might get up earlier and just spend that whole hour getting organized for the day. Maybe your section, you know, your time frame of power is much smaller. It's much shorter than an hour and that's okay as well. Your 10 minutes of power, your 15 minutes of power, whatever it is, but start changing your mindset around getting up that little bit earlier and just try it. You know, even if you wholly and solely identify as someone who is not a morning person, if your mornings are driving you mad, just try a week of getting up earlier and seeing how it feels for you. And just on that topic of time, something I have done now for years is to always give myself a buffer zone when it comes to getting out the door. Now, in my episode with Steph, the psychologist where I was talking about ADHD, we were talking about time management. And I do think for me in particular, I'm quite hypervigilant with time because I I think I am quite bad at managing it if I let myself be bad. So I have to actively try and be good at time management and I value being on time. I value being early. I would much rather be somewhere half an hour early than even five minutes late. So for me, getting out the door, particularly with kids, but even not with kids, just for myself, I like to leave that 10 minute at least, 10 minute buffer zone for things to go wrong. So if you find that when you're leaving with your kids, you know, you need to be out the door at eight, for example. So at 8 a.m. you're like, all right, guys, TV off, shoes on, let's go. The kids aren't gonna get the TV off and the shoes on and get to the bathroom and get their school bags find the special rock that they want to take to school, wash their face, do all of that within 60 seconds. It's just not going to happen. And you know this, but having this 10 minute buffer zone where you tell your kids, okay, we've got to go. We've got to be out the door at this time, but just create that extra bit of window for extra window of time, excuse me, for those extra trips when you're walking out, you know, you get into the car and you're about to drive out and one of your kids says, mom, I don't have my left shoe. Cool. It's not a big deal. You don't have to get cranky over it. You don't feel stressed that you're going to be late because they need to run back inside because you've given yourself that window of accidental time, that recovery time to make up if anything goes wrong. When it comes to having these buffer zones, you could even have alarms as countdowns if you wanted to. If you had young kids that are perhaps, I don't know, using screens or playing and Every morning you have to be out the door at 7.45. At 7.30 a.m., you could have an alarm that goes off on their iPad or on your phone that's like a, a fun alarm. You could use a song that they like or whatever, or it could just be an annoying one, whatever. But it signals to them, okay, that's time for us to shut down. We're entering the buffer zone time period. I now need to do everything that I need to do to get out the door. Give yourself more time. Time for those incidentals that often occur, like the things that we forget or traffic or roadworks. Because again, if you don't have the time pressure, 
those little delays can be opportunities for connection and reflection and enjoyment rather than weighing down on you and making you feel like the day is just not going to go well. Speaking of the day not going well, setting the tone for the day, I think comes from the adults in the house. And I don't always love having that responsibility, but I do think that it's true that we can set the tone for how the day is going to go. And I have seen this in my own household in the most obvious ways because I am pretty consistent most days with the kids. They know what they're going to get. When Brendan started living with us, he is so fun of a morning for them. He wakes up and, you know, once he's shouted and he's sorted, he'll use his silly voices and he's really fun with the boys and encourages lightness. And the way that that changes the whole morning experience is really something to stand back and see. Go, oh my gosh, this one person has decided to be light and funny and I can see it spreading through the household. And it must be the same way with, you know, I know it is the same way if someone wakes up and they're stressed and they're grumpy or a perfectionist or whatever it is, that uptightness and rigidness spreads through the household. So taking responsibility and setting the tone, a big one for me when I was quite low a couple of years ago was music, realizing, oh, I love music and I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that I loved music. Um, And so putting music on each and every morning because it changes your physiology, particularly if you're singing along, there's something about singing and the way it changes how we breathe that can calm us down. So maybe craft some playlists that you love or that your kids love as well, that there's a bit of a Venn diagram crossover where you all enjoy it if possible. I digress for a second. At the moment, my kids really love like the Tico playlist, if you know what I'm talking about, like fishy on me. It's a very, very strange musical experience. So our Venn diagram is not crossing over a lot with music. If you have kids around the same age as my boys, you might know what I'm talking about. If not, just type fishy on me into Spotify and you'll hear what we're subjected to a lot of the time. So music, it could be appealing to your other senses. You know, I mentioned before, like going into the boys after I'd showered and was moisturized. That's a big one for me. I love feeling like a really luxurious moisturizer. And I say luxurious, it doesn't have to mean expensive, but a quality body butter on your skin that makes you feel like, oh, you're on holidays. You've taken a second to honor your body by moisturizing it. As naff as that sounds, it can change the way that you enter a room because you feel like you're taking, you've already taken care of yourself. You've already honored your needs and we all have different needs. So whatever setting the tone means for you, maybe it means waking up and having sex with your partner or waking up and masturbating so that you feel like you've done something for yourself and you've met one of those needs. Other senses could be lighting candles, incense, um, putting on your diffuser. The way that you even speak can change the whole start of your day and the start of the day for your family as well. I would encourage you to set a bit of a challenge or a bit of a commitment for yourself for the next two to three days. Be really super intentional with the tone that you're using for the morning. Make that your mantra. Tone, tone, tone. What is the tone of the household when we wake up? What's in your control? What can you take ownership of? And how can you steer the ship towards a more 
like happier place for the morning. Now, if screen time happens in your household for kids of a morning, or even for yourself, if it's tempting for you to wake up and put Netflix on or whatever it is, have a bit of a rule for the whole family. The blanket rule is that screen time only happens after everything else is done. I love this rule in particular. You know, your kids might not have screen time of a morning. Mine do. They have about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, give or take, because that's my time that I go and work out. And that adds to the whole family bucket of everyone feeling happy and fulfilled. If I can get my workout in, then I can get a full work day. And it's like all of the cogs are turning well. So the boys can only have their screen time once everything else is done. That means lunchboxes are in the bag. We've checked what we need for school that day. We know where our shoes are. We know where our socks are. Thank goodness we have millions of them now. Um, It means that they are dressed. It means that they are fed. I don't do the breakfast later on. I don't let them get dressed right before we walk out the door. It's like once you're sorted, then you can have your recreational screen time and enjoy it. But we are a team and you guys have to be ready to go when it's time to go. And I'm not going to be coming in from my workout to micromanage you. So screens do not go on till everything else is done. Blanket rule makes a world of difference. Another thing that I try and encourage, I'm not always great at it, but having a drop zone or a launch zone. So what I mean by that is a drop zone where when we come home from school, everything goes. I know for the most part, the shoes are in the garage and the bags are at the front door. So that's the drop zone. And then that also becomes the launch zone. They, they know that those, those things are there and that helps us get out the door as well. So we're not looking for school bags. We're not looking for shoes. One could be in the car. One could be God knows where. Consider having a drop zone for things like keys, again, so that you're not racing around looking for keys, your own bag, kids' bags, shoes, anything else that you need to get out the door. Maybe it's filling your water bottle up the night before and you put it in your drop zone so that then when you're in your launch zone, you grab it and you go. It also means if you have a place to put all of that stuff, other members of the family will start to get a visual on all of the things that you get organized each and every night or to get out the house. I know for me, I like having it in one place because then I can keep the bench free and having a clear kitchen bench often helps me to feel like things are running more smoothly as well. It's one of those like psychosomatic things, isn't it? Like if your environment feels organized and tidy, your mind feels organized and tidy. It doesn't happen every day. Um, But for the most part, a drop zone and a launch zone is helpful. Another thing that you might like to do And again, this is obviously good for kids, but not just for kids. You can do this for yourself as well. Have something to look forward to in the car or during your transit, because it means then that like you're looking forward to getting out the door. So maybe with kids, it could be a children's podcast that they love to listen to on the way to school or daycare. It could be a song that you sing once you're in the car. It could be a cute little handshake or a special little kiss that you do with your toddler once they're in their car seat, you know? Maybe you give each other a little Eskimo kiss and a tickle, and that's something to look forward to. So many of you will relate to this feeling, and I know this feeling, of getting your kids in the car and just like, (gasps) feel like you've run a marathon. But if there's something to look forward to, there might be less of you manually pushing them out the door and more of them being encouraged to get out the door and get to that thing. 
For you, it could be listening to an audio book. It's just adding enjoyment. Listen to a comedy podcast. If you're really heavy in the self-development stuff, and you might be because you're here listening to this one, find something that's really light and funny as well that you can counterbalance it with. Or listen to a... Um, a book on a different topic, you know, listen to a novel. Audiobooks are so good. Podcasts are great. Music is great. Or maybe it's your silence, your time of just driving in silence and listening to your thoughts. Or maybe you put on a manifesting podcast. I've got my daily manifesting abundance podcast, which you can definitely listen to with your eyes open and just listen to that while you're driving. So much of what we do while we, we are driving is just kind of autopilot. Of course, we're engaged and we're observant. And I would never encourage you to do a meditation that makes you sleepy while you're driving. But you can take thoughts on subconsciously while you're driving. And that goes towards adding value to your life, particularly if it's in the way of manifesting. So those are a couple of thoughts on ways that you can dial down the chaos each and every morning. In summary, define what is chaotic about your morning. Create some checklists for the whole family. Spend time looking after future you the night before. Simplify. Less chaos equals less things on your plate. Simplify breakfasts. Have more resources. Can you create an hour of power for yourself or a powerful 15 minutes? Do you need a 10-minute buffer zone to get out the door for those incidentals? Take responsibility for setting the tone. Seriously, do it for the next couple of days and let me know how it goes. Do you need to introduce that blanket screen time rule? Do you need a drop zone and a launch zone? And something to look forward to each and every day when you are getting out of the door. I hope this podcast has been helpful for you from one mum to another. I know so many of you are mums. I really, really hope it's helpful. I remember when the boys were little feeling like a military like drill sergeant to get out the door. And I think that has served me well in terms of refining my mornings. It's not always perfect, but for most, most of the time, I love, love, love my mornings. And I'm aware it's a season that I'm in right now where I love my mornings and it could change. It will likely change. But when you wake up and you love, love, love your mornings, what a difference it makes to your whole day. It's definitely worth the effort and the energy in just considering how you can improve things and dial back that chaos for you and your family. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. Please make sure you're following our fray. Instagram account as well. You can find it through my bio. Um, it's just at the fray underscore, I think. We're sharing a lot of content over there. Now that we have a podcast manager, you'll see a lot more and hear a lot more from us over there. If you like the podcast, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. If you don't like the podcast, please don't. <laughs> um, but if you're on Spotify, you can leave a star review if you go to the Frey podcast on Spotify, there will be three dots in the corner. If you hit that, you'll find the steps. It takes less than five seconds to do, and it really, really does matter to me, and it makes a big difference to me. I love to hear from you. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode, and I really look forward to speaking with you again soon. Until then, 
hope your mornings improve and I'll talk soon. Bye. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to come and see? Whatever you want to do, you know what's cool with me. Whisper in the dark. Whispers in the dark. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.